0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Ormapa asks what we think the story of Jedi Survivor will be and if the Zepho will appear again. And Elliot Finn wants to know how we plan to cover it along with The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch. Oh,
1: God. (laughs) Uh, And Battle Scars comes out a couple weeks before it, and Star Wars Celebration happens a few weeks after it. It's going to be a lot for sure. We'll start with that, I guess, because I already dove in. Okay. But yeah, just <laughs> uh I don't know, panic, general panic and cold sweats. Yeah. I think.
0: A lot of caffeine. Yeah. That's how I'm gonna handle that.
1: <laughs> it's such a good problem to have. I said this uh in the trailer breakdown, but just like there's too much Star Wars. So uh it's it's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan, but if you are committed to covering all of it, you're like <sighs>
0: Yeah. Well, it would be a little bit better, I think, if they had moved the Bad Batch to a different day, but I also enjoy having my Fridays again. Mm-hmm. But like, but the like both of those shows are dropping on the same day, plus we have a video game to play and a book to read. So I, I don't know.
1: Well, the book will we'll be done with that before the game comes out. It's weird, like, Bad Batch was supposed to come out spring of this year and they just kept on pushing it. Then it was going to be the fall, and now it's January. So I, I just I don't think they planned for this much content to be happening at this point in time, but here we are. Uh, So I I think the plan is Wednesdays are going to be the Mandalorian days when it's out. We'll we'll do... Oh man, Hilo is just making noise. Yeah, (laughs) I see you. Uh, Wednesdays are going to be the Bad Batch until the Mandalorian starts, and that'll be the Mandalorian day. And we'll do Bad Batch on Thursday. and then
0: We're going to kind of combine... Uh, bad batch in lego streams probably for Yeah. our like, thursdays yeah because we it's... are going to be working on the razor crest for a while
1: right uh yeah we got the razor crest so when we bring back lego streams at the beginning of the year we will be doing the razor crest and we'll just have a talk amongst ourselves we'll do the clone zone together with you and we'll build the razor crest um But I don't know that we can handle scheduling two after shows with guests and everything. So we're just going to have that focused with the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. And for the game, I'm probably going to play it first on my own uh, just to experience for myself. And well, I don't know. I mean, you can play it with me if you want. (laughs) I figured we would just do the same thing we did with Fallen Order (laughs) where I play it and then maybe we stream it. You stream it. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, I will try to do a Grandmaster playthrough uh, and really torture myself again.
0: <laughs> that works for me because I'm going to need to know what to do.
1: That's true. I so, don't
0: really love experiencing new things in video games. <laughs> I want to know exactly what I have to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, you very quickly are just like, tell me what to do. And, I, and I'm over here like, Cheating.
0: It's not cheating.
1: Explore. Part of the game is exploration.
0: I could just get a walkthrough, but you're my walkthrough. But yeah,
1: I'll be your walkthrough. I'll be your little beady droid again. Um, but yeah, that's the plan for coverage. So now we can talk about the actual trailer, the, the story, I guess. We don't know much about the story mm-hmm. right now. The newest trailer was more focused on the gameplay. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what to think of the story right now.
0: I'm not either. Hilo is like stepping on every possible piece of hi, piece <laughs> of trash. Um, yeah, we got mostly gameplay. We got a lot of like voiceover stuff in the trailer. Still don't know who the guy in the tank of water is. I'm
1: glad he's a new character. Everyone was like, "Is it Jorah Sabiath?" And like, "No, it's gonna be a new character." Yeah, and it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. I just want to know where everybody else is. Where's Marin?
1: Yeah. Is she safe? Is she all right?
0: Where's Grease? That's... Where's the, the, the crew? We we did see uh, a couple other characters. We saw Seer. Yeah.
1: I, I I do think that the rest of the crew will be in it. That's kind of me. Like, they better be in it. I'm hopeful that they're going to be in it. Because the first game is about building your found family. If they're just gone now. That would be weird. But interviews have talked about the entire crew. The Battle Scars book is going to involve. So I, I do think that we're going to have plenty of time with the rest of the characters. Oh my gosh, Elo, do we need to take a little break? Okay, he lied down. I, I do think the rest of the crew is going to be in it. Um, Marin. I I'm, I have a theory and I'm kind of grasping at straws just because I want her in the trailer and I want confirmation that she's there. But we see Cal sparring with someone else. They're a masked figure. They're both using lightsabers, but one of them is blue and one of them is yellow. They are both Cal's hilt, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe they are trading knowledge. Maybe he's training her in the force. She's teaching him about magic, something along those lines. I think that would be cool.
0: I would love that. That's like I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but that's like the number one thing that I want is to play as her, use night sister magic, give her a lightsaber, sure, why not?
1: <laughs> I don't think we're going to get to play as her. I I'm I'm just tempering expectations. Okay. I had the same thought because we were trying to figure out, you know, this is going to be a Metroidvania style game. How do we make it different, expand on the abilities and stuff. and you know, using Knight Sister Magic would be something no Star Wars game has ever done before. So I thought that would be a really cool idea. I think that Marin will be like a, an ally. We saw in the trailer this new character that was kind of fighting alongside Cal. I think that maybe, again, hoping, I think we'll get different allies in different areas. And Marin already did that on Dathomir for us during the Malikos fight. She shoots night sister magic at him. So she could wander around with us. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, kind of like Joel and Ellie in The Last of Us, like she would wander around with us and help us out. I think that would be a good compromise.
0: Yeah, but I don't think she's going to teach Cal how to use Night Sister magic because that wouldn't make sense. Probably not, no.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Like I, I like the idea of them trading knowledge. I do not think we're going to be using Night Sister magic in the game. As for the Zepho, the final part of this question, uh we've spent a lot of time on this one, <laughs> but uh I I don't know. I don't think the Zepho are going to be in this.
0: I they weren't really in the first one them all that much. I mean, they were talked about, but like in such a roundabout way, and in the end, did they even really matter that much? Like, they—I find them really interesting, but I don't know how they're going to come into the story even more than they did in the first one.
1: Yeah, I, I think that my uh, this was my speculation was that maybe they would go and leave the known galaxy to investigate the fo more. That was something that I thought of, and I think that's because. I tend to want the Jedi characters who aren't Luke Skywalker to not be involved in the rest of the story. Like, you know, why didn't we see them in the original trilogy, blah, blah, blah. So my thought was, okay, they they leave and they go into the unknown regions and they look for more Zepho. They keep going down that road. And I guess part of it was because I like the tomb raiding aspect of it, like the Uncharted games. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's where I got that speculation from those hopes from but no the the trailer from what we've seen i think it it's going to be even more involved in the known galaxy i mean i think we're going to coruscant which i'm also very happy about mm-hmm. i got i i love fallen order but every single level was just wilderness and abandoned towns and stuff so going to coruscant sounds awesome
0: maybe we'll see seer doing some kind of research about the zfo That's true, we don't know what she's doing. It seemed like she was in almost like an archival area, so maybe she's working on her own little side project.
1: I think that could make some sense, following in her master's footsteps. So maybe they'll be lightly touched upon, but I think that they were kind of more of a cautionary tale in Fallen Order. And I don't know that we necessarily have to follow up on them now.
0: Garth McMurray asks, which series we think we will first see Thrawn in, and who do we want to play him?
1: I think that we're going to see Thrawn this year, live-action Thrawn. Yeah. I think it's going to happen.
0: I- I'm going to throw out my wild theory that I think we'll see him in Mando Season 3 first.
1: I think that makes sense. I- if we don't, I think Ahsoka is the next logical point, because her story, if they're involving Star Wars Rebels and the search for Ezra, that very strongly connects back to Thrawn. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like he has already come back to the known galaxy, is working with uh, Morgan Elsbeth in The Mandalorian Season 2. So I I think that with the name drop in Mando Season 2, it makes sense to give him like the post-credits scene in Mando Season 3 or something.
0: Yeah, I don't think he'll have a particularly large role in Mando Season 3, like storyline-wise, but I think they will drop a cameo. Maybe at the very end, just to be like, hey, everyone, here's live action Thrawn. He's going to be in this other show. So it's like in the Mandoverse, they keep dropping little bits of future projects to get people hyped. So I think that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I I do think we're going to see Ahsoka again. We'll probably get Sabine in Mando season three. She just makes sense as a Mandalorian. And I I think they're going to lead us into Ahsoka. And then Ahsoka will probably lead us into Skeleton Crew. I, I do think that they're f- having a very MCU-esque model with the Mandovers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, we're going to get everyone who loves the Mandalorian interested in the Book of Boba Fett. And then the Mandalorian again. And then Ahsoka and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. But I think that it makes sense to start building up to Thrawn if he is indeed like the Thanos of <laughs> this whole uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like the big bad that it's, we build, it's to. Fine.
0: It's fine. I don't love Thanos, so it's it's hard for me to compare those two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just mean as the the ultimate villain that they're going to yeah. fight. Sure.
0: Why don't you love Thanos? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of depressing.
1: Yeah, I mean he kills half the galaxy, yeah.
0: And he's like I don't I, I, mean, I don't want to get into it.
1: <laughs> who do you want to play him?
0: Uh, I mean if we can't get Pierce Brosnan to play him,
1: I still think that's so funny that they did that on that art that wall of art
0: I think the only person that we both probably think should play him is uh Lars Lars Mickelson
1: Yeah that's been our hope I mean the voice of Thrawn is so iconic and they nailed that in uh Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. so I I think that that makes sense I think he has the look uh, we've already had Mads Mikkelsen and Star Wars live action. So bring his brother in. Yeah. Uh, he's a good actor. I liked him in uh, Sherlock. I've seen him in a handful of things. So,
0: However, I do want to say that like they could bring in someone brand new. They've been doing that a lot with these Star Wars projects. And, you know, have them audition. If they knock it out of the park, then I'm happy to see someone new.
1: That's perfectly plausible. I mean, I like that about Star Wars is that they tend to cast lesser known people in significant roles, and it, you know, expands my horizons. (laughs) So it's possible they could just bring in someone that is unknown to us, but I would be fully on board with Lars Mikkelsen.
0: Shaq Vu wants to know our hopes, expectations, and predictions for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh boy. (laughs) I hope there's a dial. There,
1: There definitely will be, Molly. It's in the title.
0: We didn't see it in the trailer.
1: I mean, there's an arc, there's a grail, there's a crystal skull in all of those movies there there was a temple of doom as well so i think there i think it's safe to say there will be a dial of destiny okay (laughs) um yeah i wanted to bring this up because we were gone when the trailer came out and i've done a breakdown of the trailer and things i'm excited to see but um i don't know i was gonna open it up to you first and apparently you only care about the dial
0: I, I don't really have a lot of hopes, expectations, This
1: franchise does not mean nearly as much to you as it does to me, and that's well, it's, okay. It's
0: also kind of like, you know what you're getting for an indie movie for the most part. I think that's true. We saw a lot of action in the trailer. The de-aging for Harrison Ford looks great. I guess my one hope is that we don't get some cheesy handoff of the hat in the very end.
1: Yeah. Oh, I... I... Well, James Mangold has, like, promised on Twitter that's not happening. And, yeah. But I remember when that almost happened in Crystal Skull, when Mutt's, like, going to put the hat on. I was in the theater going, no, 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 no. And he, like, grabs it at the last second. I was like, huh.
0: Yeah. I just want this to be the... I, I'm sad about it, I guess. But, like, I, don't, I want this to be the end of Harrison Ford's journey as Indy because he's... Quite frankly, he's old and frail, and I, mean, I am he gets worried.
1: hurt. He gets hurt on every movie he does now. I, I worry mean, that's for his him. own fault because he's like, I want to do my stunts. <laughs> like he's always done that. So then he winds up hurt. Um
0: I just want him to be able to relax and retire and
1: <laughs> Oh, he I, certainly can.
0: I would love a a new like young indie adventure to begin maybe on Disney Plus or something, but I think this should be the end for him.
1: I think it will be. The, I, f- not that I want accounts, him to die I no, don't want him no, to no, die no, in no, the no. movie <laughs> no 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 hopes for Indiana Jones to die uh, just like to again for the second time ride off into the sunset <laughs> uh, Last Crusade was such a good ending for it but I, I'm like I don't care that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull isn't as good as the other ones like I just love Indiana Jones Adventures I do love the formula like you say you kind of know what you're going to get with Indy and that's what I want. I want a little bit of comfort food, I guess. Like, I want a fun chase for this dial and to, to try to get control of it. I will say I don't really want time travel in it. Um, that, that's a big rumor, especially with the de-aging that the right dial- dialogue... Bring on
0: the world between worlds.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he gets to be in Star Wars. Okay, hold on now. Whoa. Uh, so I, I'm okay with a little bit of time travel-ish. I think that the the Indiana Jones formula is we're after this artifact and at the end, we activate it or whatever and something crazy happens. Faces melt, heads explode, people (laughs) turn to dust, hearts get pulled out of chests. You
0: get too much knowledge in your noggin. Yeah, your eyes
1: explode. You go crazy. Yeah, and then you get whisked off to the space between spaces, I think Ox said it. So as long as they save... All of that weirdness for the end, I will accept a little bit of, like, we time-traveled or something. Because that's no weirder than anything else they've done. I just don't want it to be a Back to the Future-esque time travel movie.
0: Yeah. I will also say, I don't want Indy fighting anyone on the moon. (laughs) Okay. Don't do it.
1: On the... Oh, because of the space race and all that? I was like, why would he?
0: They're gonna tape his hat on top of the... (laughs) the space what's it called the helmet the spacesuit space. helmet uh-huh. we're gonna tape it right on the top and have him fight somebody wh- whip him with a, a space whip, whip. A space <laughs> whip uh, don't yeah. do it i
1: don't think he's going to the moon i don't think you need to worry he, about that i don't think
0: he will but I, that just popped into my head i was like oh no worst case scenario we get that
1: yeah no i don't think that's happening the space race will be involved um but no i'm just looking for a, a good fun time and a good indiana jones movie Especially if it is the last one. Like, I don't hate Kingdom of the Crystal Skull the way a lot of people do. It does not live up to the other three. Uh, So it would be nice to go out on a high note, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Today's video is brought to you by Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn about filmmaking from solo director Ron Howard, improve your acting skills with Mace Windu himself, Samuel L. Jackson, or learn about business strategy from former and now current again Disney CEO Bob Iger. With over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. I went through a dog training class taught by Brandon McMillan, who trained animals for the screen, but now has his own show specifically about dog training. That caught my eye because we have a dog named Hilo that you've probably seen wandering through our videos. He is the sweetest dog, but he's also big and can get anxious. Even a few short 10-minute lessons helped me understand how to communicate with him better. But like I said, there are a ton of classes to choose from, all taught by experts of the field. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash Star Wars today. That's masterclass.com slash Star Wars. Terms apply.
0: Mr. J.D. Rice asks if we hope to see a de-aged Harrison Ford as Han Solo.
1: No, not really.
0: I wouldn't mind a quick cameo, but nothing as much as what we got with Luke.
1: I just... I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, Disney could roll a dump truck of money up to Harrison Ford's house, but I think that's what it would take. I just... I don't know. I I don't want them to rely on that technology too much. Luke is looking better and better, but it's not my favorite thing. I like having Luke in the story, but every time it happens, there's like this huge discourse around all of it.
0: That's what I mean. Like, If we got a real quick... Like, Because what we saw in the trailer for Indy, the de-aging stuff looked really good, Mm -hmm. but that was just in the trailer. So if we get something of him as Han Solo real quick, maybe one line or two lines, I'd be okay with that. Even though we did get that with Leia at the end of Rogue One, and I hated what she looked like in that scene. And again, like (laughs) it's
1: looking better and better. That was six years ago. So the technology is only getting better. I just don't think we should be using it all the time for any excuse.
0: Yeah, it's like you said, we don't want Star Wars to rely on drudging up the same characters over and over again with this technology. Just let's move on. Let's put some of those characters to rest. They've (laughs) They've had enough adventures.
1: It's the whole Jurassic Park thing. Like, just because we can doesn't mean we should. And it it is just... And they said as much in the the behind-the-scenes gallery all about Luke. Like, they admitted, like, this can be really dangerous if it is used by the wrong people. And it's like, eventually it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to talk about all the time.
0: Yeah. And, like, this is kind of a... A sidestep, but just because I can see the Princess and the Scoundrel book from where we're filming right now, let's continue to explore characters like Han Solo, Luke in in books Mm -hmm. because Shadow of the Sith, Princess and the Scoundrel were fantastic.
1: Shadow of the Sith was really good, yeah.
0: And I loved getting these little sneak peeks into their lives uh, in these moments post, you know, Return of the Jedi. So that. I think is a great way to handle continuing on those stories for those characters instead of yeah, using technology to de-age them and bring them back in.
1: I think it would be neat if we did something like at the big battle against Thrawn or whatever, I do think it would be weird if our big heroes weren't involved in that. So show the Millennium Falcon is there. But it's called the show is called The Mandalorian. So like keep it focused on him. I, I just I don't need to see every major character get pulled into Mando's story. I was like adamant that I didn't want Luke in the Mandalorian season two. I just didn't see a way for it to happen. I thought it would be a little too forced. I'm hey. I, I, I I loved it when it happened. I do think it was a little bit just convenient and fast. So I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about the whole thing. And I like that Mando Got to be kind of its own thing and then it slowly became less and less that and I feel like the same thing is going to happen to Andor like Andor was very much separated on Ferrix, mm-hmm. and now he's joining the rebellion like yeah. we're going to see more and more familiar characters and I think it'll be done well and the Mandalorian has I'm done it pretty well. I'm excited for the
0: Andor stuff to kind of expand. Yeah and
1: I mean I-, I like what the Mandalorian has done I like what the book of Boba Fett did as well but I'm just really all I'm saying is I don't want them to bring in every single character just because they can because then it's like if if Han's there is, where's Leia like and that's even dicier.
0: Mm-hmm. so you wouldn't mind though seeing Han react to grogu though, right? What do you Sh- think he would how do you- <laughs> short helps better than no help, something like that, <laughs> some quippy.
1: He might be a little rude to Grogu. You might not like it.
0: Well, I don't know. I think it it could be something cute. And like Mando gives him a little pop on the hand with the dark saber or something. He cuts his hand off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if if it warms Han Solo's heart and it grows three sizes that day, that's possible.
0: Framed Citizen wants to know which Star Wars character we would want to build a gingerbread house with.
1: I mean, Grogu comes to mind just because like you want to you want to do something like that with someone who is going to love it
0: sure uh my first thought was nimic because he likes to build miniatures oh that's really good Here. i'll
1: do it it's draw that piece the rain gets into the glue <laughs> <laughs> nimic is really good
0: so if i could cheat i would say nimic and grogu but since you're saying grogu i'll say nimic. we can
1: swap because i know you'd rather hang out with grogu
0: well, I, don't, I like Nimic, too.
1: I do, yeah, the, Nimic's a really good If answer. we each
0: get to pick one, then we can all do it together. Yeah, yeah.
1: well, Grogu, I do think, would be uh, a handful. I think he would try to eat the house he constantly. Would, he would eat the whole thing, yeah. yeah. And, uh, maybe I'd just like to watch Nimic and Grogu build a gingerbread house together. <laughs> yeah,
0: just put them in a room together, Uh huh. see what happens.
1: And Nimic is just like, going off talking about philosophy and,
0: uh-huh. and there's like <laughs> frosting coming out of grogu's mouth yeah, and he's yeah. Like, eh.
1: but it's like just captive audience so nimic doesn't care he's just word vomiting mm-hmm. I, yeah I'd, I'd like to see that
0: on to youtube questions lucas ca roca asks if we think andor is it all based on the scripts from star wars underworld
1: i don't think so but like the the lore behind underworld is that they wrote a lot of scripts something like 60 hours worth of scripts for that show that wow. never got off the ground um i wouldn't be surprised if there were some elements taken from it they've even said that like the book of boba fett uh the mandalorian episode specifically kind of borrowed some things from underworld and from star wars 1313 you know things are created for star wars and they never just get thrown in the trash there's always potential for them to be reused mm-hmm but I think Tony Gilroy is the kind of person that came in and was like, "Here's the story, and it's mine." I don't need. I don't know that he needed access to the scripts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't know. Maybe some of those, like you know, underworld scenes on *Coruscant*, design-wise, could have come from that. But I don't think the overall story came from *Underworld*.
0: I don't either. I was going to say the same thing about Tony Gilroy. He doesn't strike me as someone to borrow from scripts of another show he want he probably wants to stick with his vision but like you said locations the first one that comes to mind is like the very first episode of andor when he goes to the uh, hospitality district they call it a brothel okay (laughs) (laughs) uh when he goes to that area um i feel like that's something you would definitely see in something like star wars underworld
1: yeah that'd be interesting to know if they did something like that I, I i wouldn't put it past george lucas or the writers also it sounds i mean there have been a lot of different things said about underworld um but i think lucas talked about how their part of the focus was going to be on palpatine and you know we didn't get any of that just a couple name drops uh in andor so now i, I see Andor is being a separate entity completely.
0: Cryptic Element wants to know if Cody could die in the bad batch causing Rex to leave the fight. He certainly could. That is heavy. Yeah. I don't I don't see them doing that because I feel like if they killed Cody in an animated show like this, it would break too many hearts.
1: I don't know. He's not as beloved as Rex and some of the other clones. He wasn't in the Clone Wars nearly as much. um, But, you know, he has the name recognition from Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. I I am interested in what they're doing with him because they're showing him to be a little more conflicted. In Legends, he was like all in on the Empire, like Crosshair. But now Crosshair is taking that role. So it, it might be a little different. And I could see cody being more conflicted and maybe <laughs> going against the empire which crosshair has already been like that's what traitors do mm-hmm. and i don't know i could kind of see it i i do think rex is going to experience something pretty intense to make him stop being part of the fight and going to chill on an atte
0: mm-hmm. with
1: wolf and gregor
0: yeah I guess that's true. I just, it it seems like something that would just really shock people, especially being in an animated show and like, you know, animation isn't just for kids, but kids are going to be watching this and I, I just know a lot of people are big fans of Cody and and a lot of the other clones so I, I mean
1: they they've killed big clones in the clone wars and I feel like the bad batch is building off of the clone wars audience and yes it will be accessible to kids but I feel like the bad batch is already at that like more mature level that later scenes of the clone wars got to it didn't go all the way back to like season 1 of star wars rebels to build back up
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I, th- I think we're going to see some clone death, <laughs> like some, some named clone death, I should say. And it's going to be sad.
0: Well, it'll be your fault if what? we see it. Why? Because <laughs> you just cursed the show.
1: It's been written for years. It's Filoni's fault. Don't, don't you put this demon on me. <laughs> as long as they keep Hauser alive. And Wrecker.
0: We've known Hauser for, what, a year?
1: That's all I needed.
0: Okay. Michael Kadok asks if the two Stormtroopers' Ray mind tricks in The Rise of Skywalker could be the same two that avoided Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens and if they could also be tag and bink.
1: I kind of think that's funny headcanon. It seems like if they were going to do a sequel trilogy tag and bink like they did for the originals and the prequels, that would be really funny.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I like the idea of the same two Stormtroopers kind of like, Skidding their way along, just get like just barely missing Kylo Ren's uh, tantrum fit that he has, and yeah, like getting mind tricked in such a like silly way. Yeah, in Rise of Skywalker, we're
1: glad you're here. It's good. It's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that come back somehow, and yeah, have them be Tag and Bink.
1: It's one of those that if they ever did it, it won't be canon. uh Even though Tag and Bink are technically canon-ish, thanks to Solo, a Star Wars story, but, like, they didn't do anything, and it was in a deleted scene. So I I think that that's perfectly fine and fun headcanon to have.
0: I think it would be cool to see, like, a Saturday morning cartoon about Tag and Bink and have, like, it's it's going to be obviously not canon because they will continue to show up as two different stormtroopers in different eras. Yeah. Just, like, around all parts of Star Wars, I think that would be really yeah. funny.
1: I mean, that's kind of what the comics did, is like, you know, they were already stormtroopers in the original trilogy, let's make them former Jedi, and like, it never really made sense, it was just goofy fun. Yeah.
0: Leo Valverde wants to know if we'll learn what happened to the rest of the younglings along with Gungi.
1: I hope so. I hope it's not just him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he maybe he could just say something about, they, they're safe, they made it to blank planet or whatever and they're having their own little adventure i don't know that he'll that they'll be in the show with him
1: yeah i mean I, i could see i could see that as a possibility i could also see them asking like are there any more of you and he could just like be sad and we don't get confirmation like
0: if we get the death of cody and the assumed death of all the rest of the younglings but gungi
1: I don't know. I don't know if I, I can know. handle that. It's like, I, I think that now we're getting into too dark of territory for the Bad Batch. Like, I hope we see the rest of him. Or maybe he's like, I got separated and their mission will be to get him back Ooh, yeah, home.
0: That will be, that. I think that's good.
1: I like that a lot more than like him just being sad and <laughs> uh, and ambiguous about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't think that, I don't think they're going to confirm anything that happened to them unless that is it like we got to get you home Mm -hmm. and with your friends
0: yeah that sounds more likely as a an episode of the bad batch to do for like for them to have this little side quest of like let's get gungi back to his friends yeah
1: fingers crossed that's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion and get a guaranteed written response. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.